Welcome to Park City Church. You're listening to our weekly message, where we hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know and follow Jesus and welcome and serve others. Thank you for tuning in. Our reading this morning is from Colossians 3, 5 through 17. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming, and these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. As we step into this passage, um, I, I, I think we can approach it a lot of ways. I know we read a long one, um, and uh, I, I appreciate your patience. Uh, I know we could probably take it verse by verse. I mean, it's just thick with information and, and challenge and call. Um, there's just a lot in here. But this morning, we're going to take a, a, a we're, I, I just thought it might be helpful. Our approach this morning would be to sort of take it all together and consider sort of what's being done here, right? So we have the opening paragraph, which Kristen read for us during the first song, sort of setting the stage, set your mind on Christ, your affections on things above, right, this call. And then the move towards this sort of, uh, what that looks like is kind of laying down, uh, putting aside, taking off, putting to death is the language here, a list of vices, and then a putting on, a, a waking up to, a, a uh, becoming alive to a list of virtues, right, uh, in a sort of, Uh, overly simplistic summary of what we've read. And again, we could take any one of these verses or paragraphs on their own and probably spend more than one morning on it, but I kind of want to hold it all together and think about what Paul, invite you to think about with me what Paul might be drawing us into. And as a way, uh, as a way to draw you into it, I I thought this morning I would share you with you a picture my kids drew uh, here, right? Uh, Yes. Anyone? A pumpkin. Yeah. Yep. I was going to say blood orange, but the stem and the curly cues, I was hoping it'd, it'd be a blood orange. My favorite Christmas carol, blood oranges in the snow, but uh, that's for another Sunday. So, uh, yeah, so they went through this phase, right? Uh, I have twin daughters who are now 10, and they were drawing these pictures, and this is lovely, right? You got, you got the pumpkin here. You guys, you guys can see it, but right, when you unfold the paper, you're like, look, look what's hiding inside, yeah? Oh, I know, right? Yeah, right, right, right. This is a shameless move by me to just get you to sort of like ogle over my children. Oh, aren't, aren't they sweet, right? Uh, right, it's, it's a good move, right? This is, it's lovely, right? Really fun. And uh, I, I think sometimes um, 
I think sometimes, right, like this is the way at least we want life to work, right? Like we want to go through life, particularly on a Sunday, right? And uh, what we want to present to the world, what we work really hard to sort of put out is like, is this on the outside. And we want to believe that when you open it up, it's just as pretty inside, right? Just as maybe not cute. I get maybe I know your image of what's inside might be a little more, I don't know. I don't know, intense, but, you know, something nice, right? We want to think that the inside is, is, is sort of just as, as pretty uh, as the outside. And I, I want to suggest to you that what Paul gives us in the passage this morning, to kind of holding all of it together, he just, he just kind of yanks the rug out from under that move in, in us. Uh, r- really the move that says, right, if, if I were to use a phrase, right, uh, to kind of guide our conversation, it'd be the phrase that says, I can manage, right? I can manage. I look like this on the outside. I'm also taking care of the inside. I can, I, I can manage. And I think sometimes we hear a reading like this, right? Put your affection on things above. Quit doing all this stuff, right? Put it aside. You're, you've been made new. Put on all the new stuff. We hear a passage like this, and, and our sort of human heart response is like, finally, right? Thank you. That's what I wanted. You've been very clear. You've given me a clear list. Now I know, right? Thank you. I'll take it from here. I can manage. I know what to avoid and I know what to do. I appreciate it, right? I can manage. We, we, we want to pick up a passage like this and hold it as a kind of, uh, to use the churchy word, a kind of sin management tool, right? It's clear to me now. Thank you. Right. If I do enough of the things in column B, which in this case are compassion and kindness and humility and meekness and patience and forgiveness, right? Beautiful things. Okay, great. I do enough of the things in column B. And, and if I can do a little bit less of the things in column A, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, anger, wrath, malice, slander, lying, obscene talk, all these things. Great. Thank you for the list. It's really helpful. I'll just manage sort of how much I do in, uh, of one and, and how little I do of the other and I'll be good, Right. I, 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 that, that is the key, right? I will then make, perhaps be able to do what he starts with and set my affection on things above and so forth and so on. But the, the, the human sort of move with this passage is to read it and think, great, okay, I can manage, right? Now I know I can manage. And I want to suggest to you briefly this morning that what Paul says in this passage is, as a matter of fact, no, you can't. Right, that when we read a passage like this, uh, the, the human pull in us is to say, oh, I can manage. And what, what I want to suggest that Paul does is he says, well, I actually, wait, no, you nor we, like, no, you nor we, we, we can't. Right, that on the one hand, I think Paul is telling us as we sit with this passage is it's not about management. Right, it's not, it's not about management. This isn't a kind of management tool, if that's what it were, it would only ever deal with the symptoms, right? If, if that's what Paul is giving us here, it only ever addresses the symptoms, which in this case are these vices listed here, but, but that's sort of where it stops. It changes the behavior. But what Paul, as we'll see in a moment, is drawing us into is, is, is well, wait a minute, this is not just a management tool for sort of the sin issues in your life. He says, I want to help you tease out the implications of something far greater, the resurrection, the death and resurrection of Jesus, right? He, 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 he offers us something instead that says, rather than just sort of treat this as a management tool that deals with the symptoms of this stuff in your life, let's look at the root, the root, the roots of, of sin, but also the roots of life in your 
life. I, I think if we sort of pick the passage up in this way, if we hear it uh, in this way, what we find here is, man, yes, yes, this is a passage about sin at its roots, but it's also a passage about life at its roots. And at the root of both of those things is, is not our ability or lack thereof to, to manage. Right at the root of all of this, Paul says, is the life, death, the resurrection of Jesus. Right, this, he says, is where sin dies. Not in your ability to manage it or not. Uh, It's the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. This is where sin dies, but also where life begins. Which is why he says, from the start, notice, not at the end, not after he's sort of given this prescriptive sort of, these are the tools, these are the, the items on your list you need to pay attention to so that you can then. No, he starts with the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Focus, look, look, look here, he says. It's, an, I think, an interesting move and one worth consideration for you uh, and, and me this morning, be it ever so briefly. Uh, you know, I, I just think about the items in column B, right? Love, humility, meekness, forgiveness. Uh, does that sound like anyone we know? Descriptions of, of, of anyone come to mind. I mean, this is a portrait of the character, the very nature of Jesus, I also think it's helpful as we sit with this, these kinds of lists were not unique uh, to the New Testament writers. This wasn't a kind of new thing. Like vice and virtue lists were, were a feature of philosophy and other expressions of religion. This was not a new thing. What, so what Paul is not doing then is just giving them another option. Let, let me give you sort of this vice virtue option and help you kind of manage properly in a way these other systems don't. That's not what, what's happening here. He says, actually, no, what makes the difference on any of those lists is the life, death, resurrection of Jesus. Right, that is what is unique, and, and perhaps uh, some have suggested that move towards love that he includes at the end, uh, unique, but tied to the person of Jesus. It's not about your ability or mine to manage the items on this list. It's also not, I think Paul does something really interesting here, it's also not about you or, or me uh, individually. Right? We hear things and uh, things like this, and it's natural. Right? We need to apply it to our lives. But, but Paul is making it clear it's not just about life or death um, uh, and managing sort of what makes for those things, but it's also not, it's, it's, it's about those things together, life together. They happen within the context of other human relationships. I mean, consider with me, if I could invite you to the implications of the things he listed, Right? Let's, we'll start with the vice list of uh, idolatry or uh, sort of sexual immorality, uh, anger, malice, uh, the, those types of things on this list that hold ourselves at the center at the expense and cost to the people around us. They, they, they are vices, not arbitrarily so, not because God has said these are the things that make for morality and these are not. They are damaging and cause brokenness and disrupt the community. Right, sin in this sense, Paul says, is not just death to you. It's damaging to those around you. 
We know this. We feel it. It's, why it. it's why the move that Paul makes in the passage when he gets to the wrath of God, a subject we are often uncomfortable with, it's, it's not really surprising here, right? That God would be loving, as we've seen in this passage, and holy, right? To, 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 to give himself to a community that would ch- sort of treat one another in a way that would be so damaging as the effects of sin are described here. No surprise then, Paul says, those things lead to the wrath of God, Also not surprising in the context of this truth that it is not just about us as individuals, but life together. Not surprising where he lands is the virtues, right? The kinds of qualities that emerge in a community that is following someone like Jesus that has been changed by his life, death, and resurrection. Things like forgiveness, peace, kindness, humility. It's interesting to hold the two lists of things next to each other and think about them and in terms of what they say about how we treat one another. Not surprising qualities when you think about a community of people whose attention is focused on, who is following and trusting a crucified Messiah. Right? Paul says, set your affection, look, look up, look at, at Jesus, uh, look to heaven. This is where Christ is, Christ, a crucified Messiah, the, the very sort of incarnation of self-giving love who puts others at the center and not himself, who lives these qualities. Right? No wonder then that as a community focuses on him, these would become the qualities that find expression and community together. I also think it's not surprising then where Paul lands, uh, right? He's gone through these vices. He's talking about that they've been changed. And then verse 11, he says, here there's not Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave-free, but Christ is all and in all. You, you can feel him moving. Whoever, whoever you look at, wherever one looks, you see Christ, Right, that, that it's not that these differences don't exist, but, but for a community that follows a crucified Messiah who would lay his life down for others, well, these categories are no longer relevant to love and respect and honor. It's a, it's a, it's a compelling picture of maturity. Right? Paul says this is what life together, growth, looks like. It's not just management, and it's not just you. Right, life together happens in a community of people. You get the sense that, that it's, it's, it's needed, it's reinforced. Uh, the life, growth, maturity happens through the friendship and the company and the teaching and the counsel and the loving criticism and all those things that happen in a community of people who are, are focused on or uh, shaped by Jesus. But again, it's important to note that right, Paul does not say, follow this list of things Ignore this list of things so that one day you can be this. That's, that's not the direction of the passage. No, he says, this is right now, like follow these things so that you can reach maturity. No, he, he says the road to maturity starts with, with Christ. It's not the other way around. It's not you and me sort of anxiously imagining that the new life that seems to be promised that people keep talking about is the result of my hopefully successful battle with temptation or struggle or the vices in this list. Paul says, no, 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 no. Let me remind you of the gospel, the good news. I know you think you can manage. 
but you cannot. But thankfully, he says, Jesus can and has. Right? The movement of this passage, more than just a list of sort of uh, prescriptive things for us to follow, is, is Paul pulling you and me into uh, resting in the death and resurrection of Jesus. And that only there, only when we rest there, our eyes and hearts fixed on this truth, he says, do we begin to die to sin and live to the character of Christ. Again, the order is important, right? The order is important. We want to flip the two, right? We want to flip the two. All right, let me, let me get all these things right so that and Paul says, no, 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 no. Let, let me help you keep these things the, white, the right way round. It starts with his life, death, and resurrection. That has made all the difference. That has made all the difference. Or, or we just want to reject the first outright, right? Like, uh, I don't need the first. I can manage some semblance of the second. And again, Paul says to this community, no, no, no. And he gives them what I want to suggest to you is a beautiful beautiful promise in that first paragraph that Kristen read for us. Verse 3. For you, he says, have died. You have died. And your life is hidden with Christ and God. Let me me say that again. What what is Paul doing here? I, I I want us to hear it as a hopeful promise. You have died. And your life is hidden with Christ and God. To, to put it differently, what is Paul saying? To, to, to be human as a Christian, right, does not mean to be tweaked or to make changes or to improve. It is simply to die, right? It, it is simply to die. You have died and your life is hidden with Christ. I, I uh, have one more picture. Uh, again, another shameless plug for my children, but... Uh, We'll see how it goes. Probably should have put it on the screen, but I can see it really well. <laughs> uh, you guys, can you guys see this? Anybody tell what that is? It's ice cream, right? It says ice cream, yay. I've clearly had uh, the appropriate influence on my children, right? Um, I- ice cream, yay, right? It looks, it's fun and sweet, and you probably know where this is going, but uh, you open it up, and I don't I don't know what's going on inside, but a sort of terrifying experience. I don't know what I've done to them. If I traumatized their experience of ice cream, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm having flashbacks to the spring break where I made them eat ice cream every day for a week. And the last day they were like, we pulled up to the Fairway Creamery and they said, do we have to, right? Like, like is this the expression of, of, that, of that moment? Um, I don't know. My hunch is this is probably way closer to the truth than cute little raccoons and pumpkins. That whatever you have brought into this room this morning might be ice cream on the outside, but whatever's going on inside, whatever that mask is, man, it's just a mess and a wreck. Maybe it's one of our own doing. Maybe it's one for which we are the recipient. It's just a mess. And, and, and we, 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 we know the, the pool, right? We think the thing we have to hide The thing that is hidden is the brokenness. The gospel says, let me encourage you. The thing that is hidden for you because of Jesus Christ is life. It's life. And maybe you're working real hard to cover over the mess and all of that 
Paul breathes the promise of the gospel to you because of Jesus, his death and resurrection. All that stuff you're trying to hide and keep hidden. You think it's about all that stuff. Paul says, no, 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 no. Your life is hidden with Christ. Life, he says, because of what Jesus has done. And so I don't know where you are in your experience of faith this morning. I I don't know what is sort of inside the paper of your life as you unfold whatever it is you're trying to sketch. Maybe the damaging effects of the vices Paul gave to us uh, that you have participated in or have been the recipient of. Maybe it's just the sort of like, man, I got this management sort of things. And you're like, look, I mean, I'm, I'm doing all right. I made a cute little raccoon, right? Paul says, no, 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 no. Your life is not your own. It is hidden with Christ in God. Will you guys stand with me? Thank you for listening to the Park City Church Podcast. To learn more about our church and or to find ways to get involved in our community, visit us at parkcitykc.com or follow us on social media at Park City KC.